Highways Voices, the podcast of Highways News, your one-stop destination for all the news about the highways and transport technology industries and our must-read daily newsletter. Our industry is back together in person in the UK at Highways UK here at the NEC in Birmingham. This is Paul Hutton with two special Highways Voices podcasts, the first of which we talk to a variety of exhibitors across the exhibition hall. So let's get started here on Highways Voices today. Highways Voices, hearing from the people who matter in the highways industry. You're listening to Highways Voices from here at Highways UK, the first big event since the pandemic here in the UK, and it's buzzing with people. I've come into a corner to talk to a man who you would describe as having fingers in pies. He seems to know everybody in the industry, and he seems to know everything about the industry, even though he has no background in civil engineering whatsoever. He is uh, consultant Neil Levitt of Levitt Business Services, who I used to work with on on a magazine I used to edit uh, way back in the day. Neil, here we are at the event, and obviously there's a lot of talk about the environment, especially with what's going on up in Glasgow at the moment, and road safety. But what other issues do you think really need to be taken seriously by the industry here at Highways UK? Hello, Paul. Um, Thank you for that introduction. Um, I almost recognise some of that in myself. Yes, the environment is exceptionally interesting, and I noticed that there's a couple of exhibition stands here this week that are actually made out of recycled materials which is a great innovation to see I've also seen that there are a lot of uh, innovative things that are here for um, site safety to make sure that operatives are kept as safe as they can out on the network which is one of the key things I'm very interested in um, I sit as a national council member of the Institute of Highway Engineers and so every one of our members is a potential um, person to go out on the network so anything that keeps them as safe as possible is great in our world road safety is one of the things that we like to see here about um, making sure that the operatives are as safe as possible Uh, anything that um, is there to alert them about potential incidents that are likely to affect them is um, is something that I'm I'm really keen to uh, to be involved with Uh, and obviously protecting them from uh, incursions and abuse abuse of road workers is absolutely abhorrent and I know that there's some campaigns around stamp it out particularly that is um, working to to try to bring the industry together on that and share their data and information and knowledge. So Neil what are you specifically doing on that because I know you're advising a number of companies so what are practical solutions that you're helping to deliver and the companies that you're advising are helping to deliver? Three of my clients are here at the uh, the exhibition this week. Um, I've got Connected Safety Net, I've got um, Clear Way um, and I've got Clear View uh, Intelligence that uh, I'm working with this week um, with uh, obviously a lot of meetings planned to uh, to make sure that we're facilitating introductions for them all. Clear Way have uh, a, a mobile CCTV solar powered 4G connected safety and technology tower which um, provides remote and um, autonomous vehicle stop detection so that you don't have to have people sitting in porter cabins monitoring rows and rows of cameras um, if there's an incident then the analytics will pick that up um, clearview have got a, a great new system which is um, a, a software platform based on their insight technology um, which pulls in all sorts of technology off of sites um, so that could be vms it could be video analytics it could be journey time so that it provides the client with one dashboard to monitor all of their sites and then 
Connected Safety Enya is uh, an app which um, all of these particular systems report back into so you get automatic incident reporting and um, that means that you get technology making the decision to report for people rather than having that human intervention and, and having to have Amazon voucher incentives for people to report near misses. As Neil said, road worker safety and dealing with road worker abuse are two things that really should and now are being taken seriously and Neil's got three immediate solutions. You can find out more here at Highways UK at the NEC this week. Super, great to see you again Paul and I wish everyone who's coming up to the show this week a super week. Highways Voices, the podcast from highwaysnews.com. Highwaysnews.com. So let's catch up with one of those companies that Neil's just been talking about, which is Connected Safety Net, and I'm with Paul Richardson on their stand, which is at D36, just as you come in the door, turn left, heading towards the uh, Keynote Theatre. Uh, Paul, tell me about the app and what does it do? Yeah, so um, the Connected Safety Net app um, effectively transforms the way that you manage safety in the workplace. So typically an employer liability claim involves 360 bits of paper. With our product, our app, um, it manages all the regulatory requirements and you don't need to use any paper at all. Saves up to 60% of management and admin time and reduce your claims paid by up to 30%. So we're hugely excited to be here at this exhibition and you know, celebrate actually our first win within the highways um, arena with North Yorkshire Highways being our first client to actually take it into this sector. So uh, we're, we're expecting to see some fantastic results in terms of how we roll this out and how it will transform uh, the way safety is managed in highways. So I get that you can reduce a load of admin and reduce lots of form filling, but is there a sort of on-site, real-time aspect to it? Yeah, I think the key thing about our product is you don't have to be connected to the internet so if you're offline and no connectivity you can still capture live incidents as they happen we also capture near misses and that real-time capture they call it the golden hour if you can manage critical data within the first 60 minutes uh, of an incident you have a very strong probability of being able to manage uh, essentially any risk associated with a claim but more importantly about prevention how can you actually make the workplace a safer place by being more proactive once you learn about what's been happening on the cold face of your business see that's an interesting thing because sometimes when you get near misses people are loath to report them because they don't want to in effect dob in their mate but in this case it's all happening automatically but it's not about dobbing someone in to tell them off it's about finding out what's happened to mitigate against a similar thing happening again I absolutely agree with that and and also our technology like machine learning and ai will be using that near miss data to predict exactly what will potentially happen in you know future time and actually help management you know do the right things to make the place a safer place now i know national highways have got an objective that they want to have zero incidents and accidents by 2030 the only way you're going to achieve that is by using modern technology digitalization with machine learning and ai that will effectively allow you to put the prevention programs in that will get you that result come and find more about them chat to him about it stand d36 paul have a good couple of days 
Thank you very much. Highways Voices with Paul Hutton. Fascinating thing about being at Highways UK is you see how companies have developed in the two years since we were last all together. SRL traffic systems have a massive stand just as you come in the door. It's much bigger than anything I've seen before from SRL and they've got so much more kit on it. Um, Alison Spooner, Commercial Director, has joined me. Now, Alison, um, you seem to have been rather busy during lockdown. We've absolutely been flat out. We haven't stopped. From the minute um, COVID hit around March, we paused for a couple of weeks. And then come April, we made sure that all of our customers that wanted to remain trading, we stayed and we supported them. And we haven't really stopped, to be honest, since then. So we are we're flying, absolutely flying. We've taken the time to make the most of it. We're pushing on with new products new partnerships so this week we're celebrating the new partnership with um, Schwarko so we are working with them to collaborate to bring the products on to the next level and the same with Solargates we've signed a partnership with them this week when they're joining us on our stand today so for us now it's around supporting our customers understanding their needs we've listened very very closely to our customers And now it's collaborating to make sure that when there is a scheme going on, that we try and cover as many bases as we can and that we're supportive of our customers, whether that be in product or services. It's interesting because looking, I can see CCTV, I can see lights, traffic lights that we know SRL for, but you've got the uh, different size VMS, you've got the uh, InstaBoom barrier as well. I guess bringing all these different products in is good business sense for just making it easier for your customers to choose you because they don't need to keep going out and procuring different services for barriers, different services for CCTV, different services for lights and then VMS, come to you, deliver it all. That's a conscious business decision to expand and make sure that you're delivering everything the customer wants as easily as possible for them. It absolutely is. So effectively, with the big schemes like the HS2 coming in, allowing the sites to be manned so that we manage who comes in, we manage how they come in, we manage what information they get. So effectively, heavy plant will hit a set of traffic lights, we will stop them. It will then verify them, whether that be AMPR or manually by a person. Once they're allowed onto that site, the lights will go to green, the barrier comes up, the VMS signs that we have will tell them where they're going or what they're there for and who to contact. And the CCTV system will actually um, be monitoring them all the sites. Now that, we think, is, is a solution, not just a product. That, we will then be looking to put together bundles, pricing bundles. So if you have four products, five products, six products, whatever that might be, then we will provide the quotations and the pricing for that to make it cost effective for them and then it comes the service after that we'll do any of the call outs that might be needs to to modify the equipment battery exchanges installs decommission all of that so for us we like to and always have done wrap ourselves as tightly around of our customer as we can and make sure that we're supportive of them 
I think it's interesting how you talked about the pricing model, which is similar to what happens when people come to me at Highways News and say, how much does it cost to advertise? And I say, well, I don't know what you want yet. We need to sit down and talk to you about what you want to achieve and how we can help you do that. That's the modern way of doing business. And it's obviously working because I understand you're moving to a lovely, new, shiny, big site. We are for um, at least... I'd say 15 years, 16 years, we've been on Brooks Lane at Middlewich and we've been bursting at the seams. So we are moving next month to Winsford. We've got a, a site that's four to five times bigger than it is. We're now bringing everyone back into work. So obviously once COVID hit, we sent an awful lot of our back office people home and our technical people home. And luckily, our operatives and supervisors were still out there on the front line with everybody else. But now it's time to move to Winsford. Much bigger manufacturing operation, much bigger. We've got a marketing department now. We've got a HR department coming on. So, yeah, it's exciting times and just as exciting. We are launching next month our Technology and Innovation Centre in Nottingham, centre of the country, the first of uh, we've had it in our lifetime of SRL. So we will have a 20-strong meeting room and a demo area that customers can come and look at all the new technology, touch it, feel it, test it, and also for our customers to use it for their customers. So we're going to close the year down uh, on a high this year and coming to Highways UK, spending some money on a stand, reacquainting ourselves with our customers face to face taking them out and socializing with them this is the way to go sounds like you've just invited me to go and do a podcast specifically from nottingham and winsford so uh, we'll sort that out in the new year i think that will be fascinating to do alison spooner from srl thanks for talking on highways voices thank you paul thanks for your time don't forget to subscribe to highways voices to keep up to date with the latest edition we're on your favorite podcast platform if you were listening to my podcasts on highways voices from hamburg and the its world congress while i was wandering around i bumped into Alistair King from Clearview Intelligence, who was really impressed by the size of the event he was at. He's at another sizable event this week here in Birmingham. This time, though, is exhibiting. Alistair, what are you showing off here on the Clearview stand? So we've got a, a bit of a mixture here. So we're showing off our sustainability roadmap, effectively. Uh, we've got route safety solutions, and we're showing off a bit of intelligence and future things coming our way as well. So, uh, yeah, real mix. Lots to show. You know, we're trying to move away from just providing a route safety solution, effectively, to now bringing in data, showcasing a bit more about that solution so that decisions can be made based on pure facts. So, uh, yeah, we're showing it all here. One of the things I'm really impressed with is the solar road studs. The idea that you, I know we've gone a long way in the industry by removing uh, traditional street lamps and replacing them with LED ones. But actually here you can actually switch street lighting off completely and use solar road studs in the road, giving a really clear view of the road ahead in the dark. That could be a real game changer for a lot of motorways where you've got lights on at the moment or um, country roads where there's no street lighting at all. Stick those in, you've got a far safer road without actually any carbon footprint at all. Yeah, absolutely. And as you you say there, Paul, it plays into the whole authority piece around 
reducing mains power, reducing infrastructure, but still providing drivers with the level of delineation that they need to progress on their route. So um, I'm very pleased to say that here we've got a whole range of solar lights. Um, we've got them turned on so you'll be able to pick them up, see them in person, um, have a feel, have a look at how visible they are. Um, drivers can see them from up to 900 metres away when they're driving on the road. So um, no, a real key product for us. Makes a huge difference compared to the ones that you just uh, see illuminated from your headlights. Good stuff, clear view, intelligence, uh, right in the middle of the hall in uh, Highways UK this week. Highways Voices, the podcast from highwaysnews.com. Earlier on on Highways Voices, we were talking to Neil Levitt about the importance of road worker safety. I've come to the Gaist stand. I'm with Christina Leocides, who's a senior consultant at Gaist. Um, it's something that Gaist takes very seriously isn't it road worker safety yes it is a lot of our um, services are technology in order to limit the amount of exposure that highway workers road workers actually do have on the highway predominantly we're aimed at staff who are looking at the surveys and inspection side of it rather than the maintenance but nonetheless what we do is try and minimize the amount of site visits that people have to do or the amount of times that they have to revisit repairs for example it's not only sensible for safety that you don't have people either very close to or in the highway but also the more you use technology the more efficient and actually the more accurate the results you get. Exactly so Gaist has been developing imagery surveys for a very long time now it's what we started with and it's what we've been spending an awful lot of um, resources into making sure we're always at the forefront so one of the things we use that for is to help with highway safety inspections so we can cover the route with extreme high definition imagery that can get absolutely everything across the entire roadscape. That can then be looked back on a computer by the highway safety inspector making decisions about what they might want to repair and what they don't want to repair. So already you're removing someone from actually actively on the highway but then you can also reuse that imagery for all sorts of other things. So for looking at your ironwork, for looking at flooding, for looking at um, condition generally. And I also understand you've been talking on a panel about traffic data. Tell me about that. Okay, so what we're really interested about is how do you get the best intelligence about your highway? So previously, a lot of highway intelligence was very static, so annual surveys or monthly surveys. What we're really interested in is how can you best use the technology available? So everyone talks about big data or the Internet of Things. What we're interested in is, well, how does that work for the highway manager or for the highway engineer? So what we've done is teamed up with Naira, a Swedish analytical company, and we're using data from in-car sensors, which then gets analysed and can um, tell you about whether you've got weather-related slipperiness as experienced by the cars on the road, um, what your roughness is like on your roads and ultimately what your friction generally is like on your roads. So if we team that up with other intelligence that we get from imagery and condition surveys, then we're actually getting a really good temporal picture of the road and what goes on on it. So what's deteriorating the fastest, what's actually happening on a daily basis when you're in the middle of maybe a snow event. So you're filling in the gaps essentially, with information that's already there and which we can simply just take from the cloud. Another great piece of technology being shown off here this week at Highways UK. Christina, thanks for talking to us on Highways Voices. Thank you very much. Highways Voices. 
Hearing from the people who matter in the transport technology industry. Before we finish today on Highways Voices, let's just grab a word with Ryan Hood, who is chair of ITS UK, the UK's Intelligent Transport Society, the uh, industry body that uh, is there speaking for the use of technology within transport. So, Ryan, thanks for sparing a couple of minutes with me. Um, what struck me that was really impressive here is the number of ITS UK members that are actually exhibiting here this uh, couple of days. Yes, Paul, I've been walking around the hall today. I think I've seen 50 members, just to name-check a few. Navtech Radar, Valoran, Vivacity, lots of uh, engineering consultancy partners, Atkins, WSP, Costain. There's... Um, there's quite a few of them. When you think back to similar events to this that you'd go to 20 years ago, it was mainly blacktop and barriers. There was very little technology involved in it. But as the years have gone on, technology becomes centre stage within everything the industry does. Yeah, maybe just to think big picture about this. <clears throat> I mean, two major trends we're seeing is around digitisation and decarbonisation. And I think you know, building on that, you know, the ITS industry has a, a big part to play in, in delivering on both those, uh, those agendas. And you mentioned about decarbonisation. Obviously, this is running through everything that is going on here at Highways UK this week. And it's what you've made your mission when it comes to your time as chair of ITS UK. That, that's, that's very right. And on time, given, given the COP26 background to this event uh, this week, uh, the, I mean, the whole event is very focused on decarbonisation and I think looking at it from an ITS UK perspective the industry generally is looking at the changes in energy sources towards hydrogen and battery electric vehicles and rolling out the charging infrastructure but you know that will all take time and I'd really like to look at as an industry I guess a, a few things firstly from in a much shorter period that transition period you know, how we use ITS technology to to optimise performance across our, 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 our transport networks and also how we use ITS technology to support the policies of prioritisation of active travel, uh, public transport over car use, which is clearly where the, where the industry is going. We could talk forever on this, Ryan, and maybe I think we've uh, invented our own podcast where we can sit and really dig into this for a good half-hour chat, so we'll do that maybe in the new year. But for now, I'll let you get on and go and uh, wear your two hats of Chair of ITS UK and also your senior role within TRL. That's it for the first of these two podcasts here from Highways UK. It's great to see so many people back together here at the NEC in Birmingham at the UK's premier transport and uh, highways industry event i'll join you again tomorrow for another of the podcasts we can only really scratch the surface of what's going on here but we'll have a bash at uh, telling you more about the new in innovations on highways voices again tomorrow thanks for listening highways voices hearing from the people who matter in the highways industry 